the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to the Situation Report today. So glad to have you with us once again. This is the show where we do our very best to give you the information you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. I am Jeremy Stoliker here with Chad Robichaud. Hi. And his coffee cup <laughs> over there, <laughs> bouncing that around. Uh, good to be with you today. And uh, today we're just going to talk for a few minutes. And I hope that this will be a helpful conversation to you. Um, I remember when my children were really small and... I have two, well, so my youngest is 12 now, but my oldest is 22, so not small anymore. Yeah. But I remember my youngest, or when my kids were really small, um, some of the best parenting advice that I received at the time was you need to get around parents with older kids, mm-hmm. and you need to ask them what they think about raising kids. You learn from their experience and right. you develop that. And uh, Chad, you and I don't have it all figured out. In fact, if our wives were sitting here, they'd say we don't have any of it figured yeah. out. But we have been down the road a little ways. Yeah, hopefully, and hopefully our kids would say, that we did a, did a decent job. <laughs> There's a reason they're not here, though, and we're yeah. not asking them. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, my, you know, we, I have three. Uh, my youngest is 21 now. Yeah. A 23 year old daughter, and then a 25 year old son. Yeah. And so, you know, mine are a little older now. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, so I have some years of, uh, right. Uh, you know, taking them all the way through those ages. And now, uh, I can say this week, it's the first time I think I ever told, said it publicly. Maybe it surprised a few people. I'm not only a dad, but I'm going to be a granddad. Right. So. Right. So I need to have this yeah. conversation to right. learn all over. Right. Uh, but I think I'm going to go from where maybe I, I uh, maybe put my hands on my kids a few times as I uh, discipline them. <laughs> That's uh, not an now, admission of now, guilt, now, by now, the way. Now the only thing I'm going to be doing with my hands on my hands on my grandkids is be hugging them. That's right. So that's the yeah. big difference. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard that grandkids are very different than uh, <laughs> yeah. the kids. Yeah. But we have we have kids, grandkids coming, and. Um, one of the, the really, I think, most relevant topics that we can discuss uh, on this show, and we talk about giving information to navigate an ever-changing culture, is how do we raise our kids in, in 2022? It's 2022 now. Yeah. Uh, feels like we've been living through one long is it, is 2020. It is it 2022? I heard somebody just recently say it was 2020. Two. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think President Biden said it's 2020. Oh, did he say that? So. Yeah, well, he, he, I, I will I will to that, uh, President Biden. It does feel like we're still in 2020. Yeah. It's been one really long year. If he gets a pass, okay. But we we look at all that's happening in our culture right now, and, you know, we can be upset about a lot of things. Um, I, I think we both have the ability to be upset about what's happening in our culture. Yes. But it's easy to dismiss a lot of those things when they don't impact your children or if you don't have children. And when you do have kids and you're bringing them up, whether they're, they're you know, very young trying to understand what's happening in the world or they're older and culture is changing around them and they're trying to navigate that and make the right decisions. Um, man, this, this issue of how do I navigate an ever-changing culture? What perspectives uh, and thoughts and ideas and understanding do I need to have to do that? It becomes very, very real to us. Yeah, as as a father, everything that happens in the world right now, especially it's it's actually impacting me more as they gotten older. Yeah, everything I watch happen, and yeah. I don't know if it's about by them getting older, by me getting older, one of the two. Uh, but 
as everything I watch happen change in our culture, right. my immediate go-to is, it's not how it affects me. I, my first immediate how go-to is, how's it going to affect yeah. my kids? I mean, our kids, especially the age of mine are, you know, they're entering into yeah. adulthood or have already entered in adulthood and, and getting solidified in their own adult lives. How's this going to impact them? Right. Uh, and, right. and uh, you know, I, I think, like I said, I don't know if it's me getting older or yeah. my kids getting older, but I see that a lot differently right now. I was uh, a couple of years ago, so this was several years ago. So this was long before all the COVID stuff, all the stuff we're dealing yeah. with now. Something happened. I can't remember what the whole issue was, but something happened in the news. And I remember pulling into uh, my driveway, and I just I turned off the car, which turned off the talk radio, which maybe one of the best things you could do for yourself sometimes. Were you, turn li- off. were you listening to Situation Report? I was not listening to Situation Report. So turn off talk radio Jeez. and listen to podcasts. That's <laughs> the best thing you could possibly do for yourself, uh, particularly this one. Uh, but I remember pulling into the driveway and, and then just sitting out there. I couldn't even go in the house. And I was just so like overwhelmed with, this is the world that my kids need to live in. And I called my dad and, and my dad said, well, it is the world that your kids need to live in. And just like I did my best to prepare you for the world that you're living in, you need to do your best to prepare for the world that your kids are living in. And I think that's where we are. And we wanted to have this conversation today. Um, this will probably still be a relevant conversation 10 years from now, but yeah. uh, this is something that's on our our minds. And wanted to just talk through that. And, you know, again, there are a lot of ways to view parenting and, and all that's involved in that. But just some things along the way that maybe we've learned or some perspectives that can help others uh, navigate so much of this in their own families. So let's let's start by looking at the cultural landscape. And I think, uh, you know, as we study history, we could go back and say, since there were children, I mean, for crying out loud, the first two brothers, one of them murdered the other one. Right. Like, way back in the beginning, right? Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. It's yeah. always been a problem, right? Parents have always had to struggle with their kids. Yeah. So this has always been an issue, but our cultural landscape is different so today. My kids are in the other room killing each other. Cain <laughs> and Abel's parents, literally. Like, literally, it, it actually happened. Went, yeah. yeah, it happened. <laughs> Um, but, but our landscape is different. What's happening in the world right now is different. And uh, I would say one of the things we're dealing with that perhaps other generations have not is the complexity of all of it. It's all happening so fast. There's so many different facets to it. It's a rapid change. It's, it's a rapid, rapid change. change. And it's very complex. You can deal with this and then something else is going to pop up. So some of the issues we're dealing with right now, and I mean, there's a laundry list of, of them. Um, the one that's on top of everyone's mind is COVID. COVID. COVID, COVID yeah. You know, I, I do want to answer where you're going. I want to get into COVID, but I want to take a step back. Sure. Like, I don't think as a parent you could speak in any of these issues, COVID or any other, unless you build up a, a platform to be able to speak to them. And uh, you and I have talked about this before. Uh, if I'm going to talk to my kids about COVID or anything else, they have to be able to uh, have a, res- uh, a certain level of respect to listen right. to me. Right. Not the author- uh, authoritative. Uh, nature of parenting like you're not they're not gonna listen to me just because i'm their dad sure i have to be able to uh demonstrate right. demonstrate uh a level of trust with them right and uh you know the kids are going to see the successes in your life and uh and be able to respect some of the successes yeah but they also need to see how you handle failure in right. life and in and, and all those aspects so i think as a parent first of all you have to have the rapport with your children and not just think just because I birth you yeah. uh, and yeah. I feed you and I house you and I provide, provide you, you have know, to listen, you to have me. to listen to me. Right. Uh, Cause even if that they should uh, have that level, sure. they, they're kids and they're not going they to, have to. So they're not going to listen to you. So you have to establish that first to be able to talk about these important issues. And uh, you know, for me in my life and I've, I've watched you as a dad in your life, you've, you know, you, you led them in that way. And, and I've led, 
I've tried to lead my, my kids that way. Like, hey, here's some things I did well. Right. Here's some things I didn't do well. And I'm going to be honest with you and transparent about right. uh, how those things uh, happen in my life. That way uh, I'm able to communicate them a platform that I'm actually coming from a position of experience, yeah. not, not a, a authoritarian position. Yeah, um, and I think understanding that you do have authority and need to use that Yeah. as, as a parent, but I need respect for my children as well. And that's we were talking about this even before we started, that parenting is not the same for a child's entire life. No, it, it changes. It's, it's funny, here. someone was talking where, to me. Where's the, it, where's the beginning, where's the end? Right? Someone was talking to me the other day about... Um, you know, this person who's in their 90s, and I forget what's happening, there's a birthday party or something, and, and the person who was telling me about that said, yeah, and their their son was talking to me. I'm like, their son? How old is their son? It was like 73 or something. Yeah. Like, I don't think my son is 73, right? But they are. They'll yeah. be their kids. But throughout the course of a lifetime, your relationship with your children changes. and so It changes. Um, well, you're always their parent. As right. a dad, I'm always going to be my son's dad. And, and uh, you know, we were talking about this before the show. Uh, you know, my, my sons particularly... I have a very personal relationship with them because right. uh, we've primarily because we have a lot in common personally. We both we all love to hunt. We all love to right. fish. We all do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And go, I mean, one of my top training partners is my oldest son, Hunter. He's a black belt. We both of us are black belts in jiu-jitsu. We go in the mat. We try to kill each other. And yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the greatest form of domestic violence you could ever imagine. Because <laughs> no one's going to jail. Police aren't coming. Right. Uh, so we, we try to choke each other. Right. And, but but I'm his friend there. But I'm also his dad. Yeah. And being his dad, I'll always come before, before being his friend, sure. even as a 25-year-old adult. Right. Know, if I see something he's, you know, in a different direction he's going in his life, that I want to step in. I'm going to step in his dad and just say, hey, yeah. Hunter, yeah. Like, this is uh, what I see. But here. the way you do that is different. I, I think that's the, the point is when someone's young, they don't have to respect me. When my kids are two years old, yeah. I don't need the respect. Right. I will use my authority, my position of authority, right. and, you know, whatever discipline is available to me to get them to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. But there's there's almost this waning of that where the respect should grow as the heavy hand begins to back off. Yeah. And those relationships should then carry you forward. And I yeah. think that's where as adult children or children become adults, a relationship can continue mm-hmm. when there was that trust and that confidence in who you are as a person. And now I have a relationship with you. You told me this heavy hand. This is a question that always comes up in the Christian realms. Yeah, you 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 smack your kid. You smacked your kids when they were little. Did you did you physically discipline your kids? So trying you to be very. You don't, cr- want to, you don't want to admit this on. on yeah. Here. So well, I mean, there is a there is. <laughs> I, I hit my kids. There is a biblical. <laughs> there's a biblical teaching on this, right? And and yeah. and we use uh, words like hit or smack. Yeah, um, I, yeah I say that jokingly. Yeah. Like I, I, I healthily dis- disciplining your children in a way that is not abuse. Yeah. Um, is is what the Bible teaches, and again, people disagree on that. And yeah. that, that's not the point of this conversation. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do all of it. Now, I'll say and the I'll right say, time too, right? Well, and I'll say this: you could yeah. say, "Well, I don't, I don't touch my kids. That would be that'd be horrible. You spank your children." But I'll, I'll yell at my kids, or I will emotionally abuse my kids. Um, that's uh, what I've seen. What I've observed is most people that don't spank their kids are the same people that emotionally abuse their kids. Well, I, I, I've kind of seen that. And, and I, you know, again, in a, in a setting like this, I wouldn't want to make necessarily a generalization that would capture everyone like that. But I would say that you can spank a child in a way that is helpful, in a way that is corrective, in a way that is instructive, or in a way that is abusive. Right. And you can speak to a child in a way that is helpful and instructive and corrective, 
or in a way that's abusive. And so the, the argument that if you put your hands on your children, you spank your children, you know, in the right way, right. not in an abusive way, yeah. that, that that's wrong. But me emotionally abusing my children by screaming at them or manipulating them or passively aggressively trying to lead them. Um, I think we we have to understand there's a right way and a wrong way to do all yeah, of those you, things. Yeah, I think you, a spontaneous anger, the grab the grab a kid or hit a right. kid out of, out of spontaneous anger, is a lot different than sitting a kid down right. and saying, "Hey, this is what you did. That's there's right. a consequence to what you did. Yeah. You're going to get spanked now." Right. And and you know and it's in and in that that physical reaction should be controlled. It shouldn't be uh, damaging, sure. but but it uh, but and there's a goal. This, this is in my it opinion. Too, there's a right? goal, right? Yeah. And uh, but but it's a it's a level of comprehension. They can understand that physical pain. But as they get older, now they understand dialogue and and understand more. Now you can sure. have a conversation about things, and you can take things away from. You them. can take things away. You can you can, right? You have other tools available to you. Right. Tools of discipline, and if you do it right when your children are young, mm-hmm. and again, that's not the the. It's a much larger conversation, but if you do it right when they're young, then you hope that it's not too late into their adolescent years that uh, that's that's not a tool that you're considering anymore. You have other things available yeah. to you. And if everybody knows, we, uh, I, even um, I made a joke, I do not condone abuse. No. I, I grew up very physically abused, and uh, right. so while I may be okay with a, the spanking spoon or, or a light belt when you're young, right. I'm not okay with uh, physically abusing children, uh, verbally or physically. Right. And, and uh, you know, and I, I think what you said is, is right. The, for, for any of those tools. So any of those, any of those things that you have available to you, if you can stop long enough to get beyond the emotion mm. of the moment. Yeah. And you know, in my house, that looks like I'm in the middle of the emotion of the moment. Mm. So I need you to go sit in your room yeah. and you'll sit there until I calm down. And then I can think clearly. I'm not going to think emotionally. And then, you know, your mom and I can lay out a plan to help address whatever it is that just happened in an appropriate way. As opposed to the crazy mom that just takes her high heel off and throws it at the kid. Right. Which, you know, (laughs) those videos are funny, but, uh, but not always helpful. But so, so, you know, to our, to our topic, there is a time and a place for everything. And as we, you know, parent one way when our children are little, we have to continually adjust how we parent them as they get older. And age, uh, maturity, mm-hmm. gender, probably to some degree, just how responses sure. are uh, measured and, and managed. All of those things help to dictate that. What we're living through right now yeah. also, right. In, in a lot of ways, dictates how right. we help our children right. understand what's right and wrong, act in a way that is right and not wrong, yeah. and, and move through their lives. Yeah, so that's kind of talking about discipline and building a platform to be able to communicate uh, life lessons to them, right? And and now we're talking about right now, twenty twenty two, being yeah. a parent, uh, dealing with things that are going on. You brought up COVID, like you know, how do you um, communicate with the children, with your children, in a healthy way, regardless of where what age you are, because uh, everyone's impacted by something like COVID. How do you communicate with them in a healthy way? What's right? What's wrong? Particularly when they're being told, right. They're getting a narrative that maybe you don't agree with right. from either the news, right. uh, from a preschool teacher, from a high school teacher, from yeah. a college professor, yeah. uh, from everywhere, from a, from uh, doctors that, yeah. that have totally different views on COVID. Right. Like, how do you, as a parent, 
break through all the clutter and all that chaos of, and all that noise to tell them what you believe as a parent to yep. be the direction they should go. Yeah. I, so, I mean, that's a, that's a great one, right? Because particularly at the moment we're living in, the so-called professionals, and I would use air quotes there, uh, have essentially divided us into two camps. Dialogue is largely missing. And so we have a right and wrong, a left and a right, uh, with us or against us. Yeah. Um, vaxxed or unvaxxed. Vaxxed or unvaxxed. And your opinion on vaccines, it must conform to one of those two opinions. There's even no middle ground. Even a political party, right? If you're not vaxxed, then you, people would automatically assume if you're right. not vaxxed, you're you know, right. a Republican, a conservative. Right. If you are vaxxed, then you're a Democrat, which is not true. Right. Uh, but but that's not, they, everybody has to pigeonhole you based on. Yeah, so so that's a major issue. Another major issue that we're going through is is all the gender identity stuff, the gender politics stuff. You know, is it, it's so and the kids are being so indoctrinated it, by this. It's it's just accepted as fact in you know particularly public education that uh, gender is something that is unknowable. It's individual to you. There's no set gender uh, to say that there is male and female is bigoted. That that. That is just accepted fact right now. And so our kids are being confronted with that. Uh, something else our kids are dealing with, you know, that we would deal with peripherally before, but is this critical race idea, this intersectionality, that there are abused populations and it's historical abuse that could ha- go back generations. And now we're trying to unpack that. We've, we've done even a show about that. But these these things that are happening around our kids and we're trying to do our best to navigate with them how it is that they move forward. Um, you know, we can, we can talk about this. I, I think when it comes to parenting, one of the most important aspects of being a parent, at least in my opinion, and, you know, you may or may not agree with this, but in my opinion, one of the most important aspects of being a parent is, is knowing what it is I'm trying to accomplish. Right. So as a parent, is my job to make sure that my kids are safe and healthy? Is that my job? As a parent, is it my job to simply provide for my kids and give them everything they need? Is, is that my job? Uh, as a parent, is my job to protect my kids from the words of others that may hurt them? Is that my job? Um, or, or is there a bigger purpose? And, you know, again, I would suggest that the bigger purpose is teaching my children how to live on their own and raise their own families mm-hmm in a world that's going to be just as ver- adverse to them as it is now, right. but to be able to think through these issues and move forward in light of who they were created to be. So to be the, the people they were created to be by God, to understand who they are in Him and understand then how they can navigate this forward, which means safety and provision and all of these other things. Right. You hope they also happen, mm-hmm. but those are not the goal. The goal is to train up a child in the way he should go, as the book of Proverbs tells us. Yeah. What about um, being happy, right? I think uh, one of the biggest, biggest lies that the world believes today is that somehow we're entitled to be happy. Right, uh, right. And that we should, and then it, it kind of affects parenting to where parents feel like their goal is to make sure their kids are happy. Uh, if my kid isn't happy, then yeah. I'm not doing a good job with a right. parent, right? And uh, how dangerous... Yeah, it is. And, I mean, there's a lot of things that make makes my kid ha- my kids happy. Most of the things that make my kids happy 
or the exact things that aren't good for them. Right. <laughs> right. So especially right. as they were younger, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, my job is to teach, my job should be to teach them that happiness is not the goal. Happiness is a result, uh, can be a result right. of, of doing the right thing, yeah. of living the right life. Right. But if happiness is the goal, you're most of the time going to end up unhappy. You'll pursue things that are temporary at best. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's why the starting point for good parenting and it, it's easy to say this removed from a, a child who's out of control or some nutty situation. And, and you know, it's, it's very difficult raising kids. But the yes. goal has got to be my job, my number one job. And maybe my kids can be happy. I hope they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can be, you know, fully fed and very secure and mm-hmm. um, not subjected to the unkind words of kids at school. I want all of those things to also happen, yep. but my priority is teaching them how to navigate the world that they're going to enter into, which means there are going to be times of unhappiness. There are mm-hmm. going to be times of maybe not having everything that you think you should have. There are going to be times when people around you say unkind things to you. Yep. We're not trying to avoid those things. We're trying to use those as opportunities and tools to teach our kids how to live through you know, a lot of what we're dealing with right now. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. One of the things you mentioned was one of your jobs, and it's you know kind of secondary job, is to protect your kids, uh, particularly kids that are adolescents still under the age of 18. I think as a parent, uh, it's very hard not to feel the responsibility right yeah. now to protect them from, so, from a culture that seems to be intentionally trying to indoctrinate our children. Yeah. Um, preschoolers being forced to wear, wear, wear a mask. Uh, um, schools wanting to vaccinate children without parental consent. Uh, uh, schools feeling that they could give your 13-year-old daughter birth control pill right. without your right. parental consent. Um, teaching your kid about critical race theory uh, without your consent. Yeah. Teaching them... As settled, uh, as settled too. And so, yeah. yeah, teaching them political... Uh, political ideologies and uh, indoctrinating yeah. them politically uh, in, in hiding true history from your children. And then you have uh, people, parents going to school boards and, and being actually having a we- FBI weaponized by yeah. our government right. against them right. to stop them from speaking out uh, and, and treating them like literally like investigating them as, as terrorists yeah. uh, for speaking out on their children's behalf. How do you, you know, how, how do we protect our children yeah. When when there's like this deliberate intentional warfare targeting them. And when I say targeting them, yeah. like personally, uh as a Christian, I, I'm against uh 
I'm against homosexuality as a Christian. I'm against the LGBT community. As an American, uh, I believe, and as, as someone that's fought for this country and, you know, have been in Afghanistan uh, multiple times and yeah. fought for this country, I believe in freedom. And, and I believe, hom- I believe uh, homosexuals in this country have just as right, much rights uh, sure. to have the freedom of this country that sure. I do. Sure. I, I, a lot of Christians wouldn't agree that this is. I, gay marriage is something that I don't believe should be done in a Christian realm, but in America, whatever they want to do, it's up to them. Uh, and, you know, people want to chop their private parts off, whatever. But when you take that, those beliefs and ideologies and indoctrinate them on children, yeah. uh, especially without parental consent, right. uh, there is a hard line I draw yeah. there and there's no space for that. When, when you start bringing drag queens and transgender people in of their course. schools yeah, of course. For, for story time, this is not okay. And as a parent, we have a responsibility to protect our children from that. That's right. And uh, and, and and teach our kids. Yeah. Uh, that this is not that this is not okay. And then and no one has the right to be able to yeah. influence you that way uh, as a child. So, yeah, um, there are people who can hear me say, "We should." You know, our, our primary goal is not necessarily to protect our kids. Our primary goal is to train them, and they could draw from that. Or infer from that, and a lot of people do, particularly Christian people. Well, what that means is I need to send my kids into a public institution and have them educated there because uh, that's the world they're going to live in, and they need to know how to navigate that. And I can help them, and maybe they can be missionaries. You know, you hear this kind of this kind of talk. I um, actually, you know, shameless plug, wrote a book uh, this last year um, with my pastor called Offensive Faith, and the idea is that as Christians, we need to take our faith on the offense. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is your question is, how do we do that? How do we balance protecting my kids from these these influences that are so horrible, these evil influences in many cases, um, and training them? And to me, there's not a conflict. I think protecting or overprotecting your children is to pretend like there's not evil in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull you out of the school and I'm going to homeschool you. I'm going to then uh, create around you a bubble so that you never know that there's evil in the world. You never know that there are people who do this or do that or do this other thing. I'm going to protect you from all of that. But at one point, they're going to be exposed to it. At some point, then you leave my house and you realize there there is a lot of evil in the world and I don't know what to do with that. Mm. I think the way that you protect your kids from those, those influences is you you keep them out of environments where they will be indoctrinated, mm-hmm. not exposed to those. We live in culture. They're going to see things when they go to the store. Or they're out and they talk to friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not, not um, you know, allow them to be indoctrinated where they're taught that this is okay, but have honest conversations with your kids, mm-hmm. train your kids, disciple your kids. I, I love the word train. It, it's in the Bible. Train up a child. What does that mean? How do you train? I mean, you... you You've been training jujitsu for 40 years, 45 years, 41, 41 years yeah. <laughs> training. Right. Yeah. And in the jujitsu world, we call it training. Are you going to go to class? You don't go to class. You go to training. training yeah. You know, I'm going to go train. Yeah. Well, what are you training for? That's what people always ask. Well, I find myself in an environment where I can learn a skill and then I can try out that skill, a skill that could potentially hurt someone, mm-hmm. but it's a safe environment. Yeah. So that if I find myself in a situation later where it's not a safe environment, mm-hmm. I know exactly what to do. Parenting is not different than that. It's helping our kids to navigate. Hey, there are some things going on in the world. There are some things happening. You may have heard this. You may have seen this. Let's talk about it. Ask me questions. 
Let's work through this together so that when they leave your house, and again, I kind of view this as you know almost a funnel. It's like they don't need to know anything and they need to know more and more and more and more. But as they're exposed to those things, I can, to the degree that I can, control the exposure and with the controlled exposure, educate them on how to, yeah. how to deal with that, how to um, navigate that when they get out on their own. What, what, yeah, I'll plug another one of your books. Uh, another, I'll plug another one of your, your books, Leadership by Design. And one of the things I love that you say in that book, and you say it throughout the book, is uh, leadership is taking the person you're responsible for and leading them to where they're supposed to be. Right, from okay. where they are to where they're to where they need to be. Need to be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I love, I love the way you, you say that. And, and I and I think so many parents miss that. They don't. They have a. We always able to see where someone is. Right. But they kind of miss the mark on where they think their kids need to be. Sure. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, and, yeah, that's right. One of the biggest problems that I have with uh, parenting, and, I, and by, again, by no means I'm not, uh, I wouldn't give myself the Dad of the Year award. Uh, <laughs> I don't think any of us would. Yeah. That's why. Uh... But here's a big issue that I have with parents in America today is they, especially Christian parents, they'll do a good job of putting their family in a church and, yeah. and being a good dad at home and being a good, you know, great parents. And then they, you know, they're, uh, they're doing everything right. And then they're like, I want my kid to be successful as an adult. So where I want them to be is I want them to have a good job. I want them to be college educated. And so they'll push their kids uh, outside of their, the, the environment they created for them and they'll push them into a university. Yeah. Yep. Uh, thinking that's the best path for them. Right. And it's the only thing in their mind. Their goal is to, I need to get my kid, in, they need to make the best grades, they need right. to get the best university, <clears throat> get the best right. education, and they got a great job and everything's going to be great. And they took everything they did for the for 18 years and in the first year of putting them in a university, that's right. they, they, they lose yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, they lost everything they gained because they thought, they traded everything they believed uh, as, as a parent, they traded right. it to put, because they wanted their kid to go to university. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying kids don't need to go to college. No, no, of course. But uh, if that's your only goal yeah. as a parent is to put your kids in college so to get a good job, you're missing the mark and you're missing the point because uh, you know college isn't right. The, the right choice for everyone. Right. I mean, there's a military. There's a. I mean, there's a lot of out of work. Uh, you know, uh, people with sociology degrees right. out there. <laughs> uh, but there's not a lot of out work. There's not a lot of uh, people with plumbing. Right. Plumbing certificates out right. of work right now. Some of them yeah, make a lot six, of the trades are some of them make incredible. six figures a year. Yeah, right? Great, great job. So it's trade schools and but when you predetermine that your kid, you're going yeah. to college. That's what you're yeah. gonna do. You're gonna go to university because that's a I put I've worked so hard so you have it better than me and and uh and, and this is or this is what me and mom did and this is what you're gonna do. If you predestine that a university is the only route for your kids, yeah, I truly believe that you uh, for many many children, you're setting your kids up for yeah. failure, and you will reverse everything you did in 18 years. As soon as you hand yeah. your kid the most precious thing in your life over to some college university, that's going to try to knock. And then hope kid. it all works out somehow. Hope it all works out. You know, it's the, one of the most destructive things I've seen parents do in the last you know it's, 20 years. It's, it's crazy. And again, the Bible says that we should raise our kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So as we're training them up, as we're raising them. It's in the nurture and admonition. It, it means we are teaching them how to live the way that God wants them to live. So when we talk about the goal, the goal is so that they can go out and live productive lives, etc. cetera. Uh, we're failing our kids if we don't teach them how to function and how to work hard and how to do those things. But what's the purpose for life? What, what is it that God wants us to do? Revelation 4.11 tells us that we are to glorify Him, that all things were created to glorify God. Um, 
elsewhere, we're told that whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, do all to the glory of God. Our lives as as believers, and if you're not a Christian, you know, you would disagree with this, but if we ascribe to what the Bible says, then we have to understand that our life, whatever it is we do, should be wrapped up or focused on pleasing God. And so as my kids are coming up through my home, whatever it is they do, and I want them to do things, I want to encourage them to do the things that they're you know, more gifted toward or skilled toward and, you know, whatever it is and help them into the next phase of their life. But all of that comes secondary to the primary purpose, which is to glorify God. Yeah, and I know that if I teach them that, then the rest of it's going to take care of itself. Yeah. But for thy pleasure, they are and they were created, right? right? We, yep. were create, we were created to please God in everything right. we do. And, uh, you know, that whatever job we end up doing, yep. whatever, in adulthood, uh, every every bit of our life is, is meant to please God. That's yep. that's how that's our ultimate purpose. And it should be as Christians, particularly, it should be our ultimate purpose yeah. uh, for for parenting. Um, again, you know, I I think there's so many so many things as as parents that we could uh, it, that we could lead our kids to do. But one of the things that I think is most important to drive home that point of college is like get to know who your kids are, get to know what your kids' goals are, get to know. I mean when they're young, they're not going to know what they want to do. Everybody, sure. They yeah, probably don't want to be astronaut yeah, right. or, a baller, or a ballerina, right? right? But but if you get to really know your kids, you'll get you'll know where their gifts and strengths are. You'll know where their talents are. Yeah. And and you'll know what they could do best in life. And and if, if it is to go to college and be an accountant, then uh, maybe that's where you steer them to do. Yeah. And maybe that's not it. And, right. and it shouldn't be, right. you're, you shouldn't live vicariously through your kids and try to influence their lives right. that way. I mean, um, look, you know, my, my, my sons both followed my footsteps. They both joined the Marine Corps, uh, you know, but my youngest son didn't do that right away. He, he said, you know, I know you were a Marine and, you know, grandpa was a Marine and your family, you know, our family had served in the Marine Corps for 53 years. I want to be a firefighter. Yeah. Uh, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, and he wanted to do it for a long time. And, and I, I didn't talk, try to talk him out of yeah, it. Right. I encouraged him and I helped him to pursue his goal to be a right. firefighter. Right. Ultimately he graduated fire academy and said, I think I want to be a Marine now. And so I was like, okay, go, right. go be a Marine. Right. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, it, it was the right yeah. path. It was yeah. the right path for him. And in, in, in the Marines, he ended up being a firefighter in the Marines. But uh, ultimately, it was the right path for him. And, you know, Hunter, uh, you know, went to Bible college. And and uh, I, I knew Hunter was not, not because not he couldn't go to college, but I knew it wasn't the right move for him. Yeah. And I, I just see so many people. I don't want to harp against it, but I mean, uh, I think when you're sending your kid to school to get a, even if it's something quality and use, usable like a business degree, but they're going to go spend $200,000 on a business degree to get a job making $45,000 a year out of college, it's teaching them bad economics right out of right sure, the gate, right? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. let, me, let me start off your, your, your experience in business with teaching them to make a very poor investment <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with no ROI. Right. Well, right. And, and, and every person has a bent. Right. Every person has a, a path and hopefully it's a path that God has placed. Yeah. You know, what I want my kids to do is what they've concluded God wants them to do. And, yeah. you know, whatever that looks like, let's let's go after that together. And yeah. Let's pursue that. Yeah. Lead, lead them in the direction to discover what they want to do. Right. What's God, you know, have you prayed about it? What's God telling you to do? Where's your gifts and talents at? Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that was very much a conversation I've had with Hunter Haley. Yeah. Like, let, okay. You can't balance your checkbook right now, like so. You're probably not gonna be an accountant, but you're you're charismatic. You could teach. Yeah. He's. I remember him being like, 
eight years old and teaching adults like how to do a takedown in jiu-jitsu. Right. Like he right. could teach, he'd get up in front of people. He has like, he's has more confidence than he probably should yeah. have in himself. Like all these attributes. And I'm like, you need to be like, you need to find something you're really good at and teach people yeah. and, and, and be a, and speak. Like I, right now, like I do public speaking and he has all that gifts yeah. and talents to speak. Like I've encouraged him in his gifts and talents and, and encouraged him to seek out where God, where God would lead him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think we need to do that with our kids. Yeah, and that was, that was very humbling for me because I'm, I'm kind of a controlling person. Like, I'm like I want to be in control of everything. If, they, I, if I don't see outcomes the way I want them, I get right. I get really uncomfortable and frustrated. And uh, and so with, as a parent, you, that's kind of even amplified. Like, I want yeah. my kids to end up here. And if this not happened the way I want, I get really uncomfortable. Right. But uh, I think I felt a lot more comfort as I did that with my kids and, like, went through that process with them. And it's trusting them to God. I mean, it's, it, ultimately, it's trusting that God has a better plan for their lives than yeah. you know, than I do. And, and so, you know, with all of that being said, how do we do that mm-hmm. in 2022? And uh, again, we have to go back to the Bible. The, the Bible in the book of Deuteronomy has a, a passage that, that uh, you know, would be called the Shema. And the Shema is instruction to parents. And the instruction to parents was everywhere you go, at any time of day, when you're spending t- time with your children, talk about the Bible. Talk about the Word. Rehearse it. When you walk, rehearse it when you're at your dinner table. Uh, in fact, it goes so far as to say you should bind it on your head and on your arms. Uh, what does that mean? It means you take the Bible, that is our standard, and you address uh, COVID-19 restrictions right. through the Bible. You address transgenderism through the Bible. You address all of these issues, race, all these issues through the Bible. We don't know what the next generation is going to have to deal with in terms of their issues, whatever their issues will be. And I think... But we do know the Bible has answers to those. Whatever. But we know be. the Bible has the answers to those. So what we can do is teach our children how to take the Bible, mm-hmm. how to open it, and how to answer the questions that are happening in their world uh, with that. Whatever uh, they're going to be. Again, you know, another jujitsu kind of story when you are I love jiu-jitsu stuff. yeah right well when you're in the gym and you know we have um at our gym here a lot of law enforcement folks come through and people who are real world difficult physical situations you as a professor as an instructor can't know what all of those are no. so what you do is you create environments in a safe place in a training environment that walks through a lot of scenarios that helps to teach what it is I would do if I found myself in this situation or that situation. And then when they are out on the street dealing with really bad people, mm-hmm. they find themselves in a situation that perhaps you couldn't have predicted, mm-hmm. but they've already been taught how to utilize the skills yeah. they've been given to address a brand new situation. Yeah. And, and, and parenting, in, in my mind, is not different than that. No. It's taking the Bible, teaching our kids how to address what's happening in their world right now so that when I'm not here anymore, Mm-hmm. And they're faced with something I couldn't have predicted. They open the Bible and they say, what does God have to say about this? You know, it's funny because I just seen a meme uh, on social media that said, you know, being a parent didn't come, didn't come with a handbook. Yeah. But it does. In fact, it does. <laughs> right. It, it does. It, it comes with a handbook. Yeah. And the, the best part about the handbook that, it, that being a parent comes with is the handbook of the Bible yeah. never changes. Yeah. Uh, it'll deal with the, the issues of 2022. Yep. It'll deal with the yep. issue. It dealt with the issues of, of 1022. Yeah. It'll of, deal of with 22. Issues, it'll deal with the issues of 3022. <laughs> right. 
and I'm hoping we don't have a 3022. Yeah. Uh, every time I turn on news, I'm like, God, come now, yeah, please, right, real quick. Right. Yeah. It's going to happen. <laughs> Save me from years. these from these people. I won't uh, be here even if there is a 3022. So, but but, but right. the Bible, if if yeah. it is, the Bible will have answers <laughs> to those. And uh, and you know, we talked about this in some other areas. The 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 reason this is important to do this with your kids, especially when they're younger, is exactly what you said in the analogy with the police officers. You make you make decisions in advance. You prepare in advance for every scenario you could face. Yeah. So when those situations arise, yeah. you don't you're not trying to figure out them. You're like, oh my gosh, this COVID thing so overwhelming. What do I do? Yeah. This you know I'm being I'm in a school yeah. and, they, and they're talking about this critical race thing or you know I'm a, I'm a, I, and my mom doesn't know but they just brought some dude with a dress on and, a, and some pink hair and hair to <laughs> right. read me a book like how yeah. do I handle this? They already know. How to, they don't have to decide in that moment how to handle this because they've already been taught that. Correct. And that's, you know, that's just, we, we talk about this with military training, right? Um, and, you know, use this anal- as an analogy for the Bible, but, you know, we don't go into combat and, and, and say, what are we going to do if we face a forward ambush? Yeah. And we will call it combat timeout yeah. and decide at that moment. Right. We know exactly what we're going to do because we train for that right. scenario right. hundreds of that thousands of times. And it's no different in life. That's right. And, uh, you know, what do you do? Well, the Bible has its answers to that. Let's start looking at them in, yeah. in, in advance. Let's start teaching our kids in advance uh, what the Bible says about these things and how to do how to navigate life. Yeah. So when those times yeah. come, we don't we don't uh, falter. We know exactly. What so let's make this conversation really uncomfortable because this is where, mm-hmm. as my grandfather would say, the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. I believe most Christian parents know everything we just said. Sure they do, but they don't do it because that would require them stopping whatever it is that's occupying their time and figuring out for themselves what the Bible says about what's happening in the world. And because they are either unwilling, unmotivated, or just afraid, and I, you know, some people just think I could never do that, uh, to do that themselves, they look at their kids and go, I hope it all works out for you. I, th- I think, like, I was talking about it, as you're saying, I'm thinking, like, we probably may try to make it simple, make it sound oversimplified or easy. It's not easy. Like, I, I, I try to... It's when not I'm, easy. I try to do this in my life. Yeah, of course, it's not I'm like easy. always trying to figure it out. I'm reading. I'm reading a Bible. I'm reading books, and I'm I'm like confused and have questions. And I call you and like, hey, I was just reading the scripture. What's this mean? Like, I'm, I'm constantly seeking. It's not easy, but I'm intentional. I'm deliberate. I'm trying to figure it out, and uh, and and it's 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 served me well. Yeah, uh, but but it's work. Yeah, it's work. It's it's yeah. very difficult, and I think and, as parents, again, the goal is this. Yeah. Well, if I'm not equipped to do that, you know, I don't want to just belabor one illustration, but if if you don't know how to help a police officer, know how to deal with something out there, I probably shouldn't be teaching. You shouldn't be teaching. Yeah. It's it's malpractice to go. I don't know the best way to help you deal with that, but I'm going to teach you something, and hopefully yeah. it'll all work out. Yeah. That, we we would say that's that's terrible. That's horrible. But as parents, you're right. I mean, I mean, people in general are lazy. Uh, and, and parents right. especially are lazy because now that at the top of being lazy, they're tired. Uh, and it's overwhelming, right? Just just getting through the day with kids can be yeah, hard. Yeah. But if we really want to, they're needy. They're, they're kids. So, they're so needy. They're kids. I, I thought I, I thought when they were like in diapers and crying and so that I'm like, well, this is a phase. They're not going to be so needy anymore. Yeah, it's then, a phase. Then, and they, it then they can walk. And it's a phase like that just pulling, lasts forever. They're like pulling on me, and then they <laughs> and then they, you know. Then you start driving, and they need my car, and, and they need gas money, yeah. and now that they're adults, I'm like, finally, they're out of here. They're not going to need anything anymore. Yeah. By the way, if you're waiting for that yourself, 
that's totally wrong. And they need you more <laughs> when they're an adult. Uh, there's right. no hope. Right. It's, no, it's there, there's no hope. It just gets worse yeah. and worse. Yeah. By the like, time they don't need you anymore, they're going to stick you in a, uh, in a convalescent home. Gonna, uh, so good luck. They're going to wheel you into a closet <laughs> backwards. Yeah. And all you can see is the, the wall. My daughter already told me that. She's like, you know, she's like, I'm like, one day you're going to need, right. I, I, I'm going to need you, Haley. She's like, no, I'm going to put you in a tablet. <laughs> no, you'll, be, you'll be at home. They're in nursing care. Of you. Thank you, Haley. Right. <laughs> yeah, but but you're exactly right. Doing this is is not easy. In fact, I, I would I would say it's the, it's the most difficult thing yeah. anyone can ever do. Um, and that's why, you know, not to get too crazy, but the devil keeps us occupied and keeps us busy and keeps things yeah. spinning and makes us feel guilty for not getting our kids in every sport and doing everything. And it's the saying, right? If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. make you busy. And, yeah. and we have to, as parents, as Christian parents, first of all, for ourselves, know what the Bible says so we understand how to navigate the world. We talked about this when we were discussing uh, woke Christianity. But as Christians, we need to be authentic in our own faith so that we can then turn around and raise those kids that God has placed in our lives best thing we can possibly do is, is steward over what God's given us. And, and that begins with our with our children. Yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, encouragement to parents. Um, there's not a perfect parent. It's it's hard. All parents feel bad. If yeah. you don't feel bad, then you're probably doing it wrong, I would imagine. Yeah. If you feel good about your parenting, like I'm amazing, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what's happening is your, kid, your kids are just doing everything. Yeah. Right. Everything behind you're, your back. And you just don't know about stupid, it. You're too stupid to see it. You're just like, this is amazing. It's so yeah. easy. Look how good they turned yeah. out. It's really, they're, really... They're running a cult in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it... What's that, uh, what's that saying? If if, uh, uh, if ever... It, again, this is just saying, right? If there's not an easy role, that's because you're the easy role. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If there's not yeah, someone who doesn't know what's yeah. going on, it's you that doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah rolling is grappling. It's a grappling term. You grapple, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's exactly right. And with our kids, it's the same. But um, just, just take hope. It, it's not easy. It's never been easy. Uh, Adam and Eve got it wrong, um, but just stay in there and keep yeah. fighting. And, and, you know, what is my thing? My thing is to know the goal, to understand that with my kids, and then to teach them what God wants them to do. And if I'll do that, um, how it will all turn out, our kids will make their own decisions. I can't control yeah. that, but I can know in my heart of hearts that I did my very best to help them know the path that they should take. That's right. That's right. Hope that's an encouragement to you, a help to you. Maybe it was not. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's discouraging. Maybe it's discouraging. Yeah, maybe it's discouraging. Uh, but, e- either way, we want to do our best yeah. to uh, to help you. And uh, I, I, I find you can, you can always look forward to where I'm at right now, and I'm going to be a grandparent. And, uh, and uh, kids are out of the house. And and I, could, I could take them, I love them, and then and send them back. Give them back. Send yeah. them back. <laughs> but parenting is uh, is very difficult, but it's 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 the best thing in the world too. I mean, yeah. there's nothing like uh, having kids you know. that you can influence and raise. Yeah. And uh, be encouraged, be strengthened, be helped. And uh, look forward to talking to you next time. Yep, Russ. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.